let's mindfully move into this podcast. Love it. Love it. Breathe in the crazy and out the calm. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, it's time to dive into our second month's challenge that is related to mindfulness and meditation. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I'm really looking forward to this month, Peggy. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too. And as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Let's talk about this new monthly challenge. It's pretty clear that mindfulness and meditation have both been hot topics of conversation lately. There are so many studies out there extolling the virtues of meditation and the positive impact that it can have on your life for a relatively small daily time commitment. Let's start it off with what is meditation? According to Headspace, which is a very popular meditation app, Meditation isn't about becoming a different person, a new person, or even a better person. It's about training in awareness and getting a healthy sense of perspective. You're not trying to turn off your thoughts or feelings. You're learning to observe them without judgment. And eventually, you may start to understand them as well. They go on to define mindfulness as the ability to be present, to rest in the here and now, fully engage with whatever we're doing in that moment. I love this other quote from their website that I found. It says, it's meditation practice, not meditation perfect. There is no such thing as perfect meditation. Sometimes your focus will wander or you'll forget to follow your breath. That is okay. It's part of the experience. What's most important is to meditate consistently. It's one of those things where the journey is more important than the destination. When you're talking about sometimes your focus will wander or forget to follow your breath. When I first started meditating a long time ago, I was introduced to it probably back in the early 2000s. And I a lot of times couldn't stop thinking about pizza. And then so I thought I was doing it wrong. And then I and then then I realized that probably I was just hungry during meditation time. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. that's fair. Anyways, I've learned that those wandering off thoughts, even including thinking about pizza can be very normal. So if you're thinking about pizza or something else, when you're trying to meditate, stick with us, we're gonna, we're gonna introduce you to why you should meditate next. And here's, here's why here's some benefits. According to the Mayo Clinic, Uh, The emotional benefits of meditation can include gaining a new perspective on stressful situations, building skills to manage your stress, increasing self-awareness, focusing on the present, reducing negative emotions, increasing imagination and creativity, increasing patience and tolerance. With that in mind, some research suggests that meditation may help people manage symptoms of conditions such as anxiety, asthma, cancer, chronic pain, depression, heart disease, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, sleep sleep problems, tension, headaches. So there's lots of good benefits to meditation and mindfulness. No kidding. 
Tim Ferriss said that after interviewing 140 people at the top of their fields, he found that regardless of industry, the vast majority of respondents had a mindfulness or a meditation practice. The bottom line is successful people share this habit. So it's worth trying out for 30 days to see what it can do for you. The parameters of this challenge are, drum roll, 10 minutes per day, every single day of using a meditation app or some sort of guided meditation tool. So I I encourage people to check out different apps that are available. Um, I'm just looking at my phone here and the ones that I have experimented with are Headspace. I have tried Insight Timer. I've tried Calm. Uh, Another one, um, there's, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can type in, you know, meditations and there's, there's going to be tons like also say Spotify and I would assume Google play. Is that the same kind of thing? Anyhow, um, there's no shortages of ways to find a guided meditation that is 10 minutes long and 10 minutes a day. I think, you know, 10 minutes a day, we all have 10 minutes. I'm sure we are spending our time doing other things for 10 minutes that we could replace with this great habit. Definitely. I really enjoy the Headspace app. I love Andy Puttacombe's voice. He's got a, a British accent oh, and he so great. is very calming, which you would expect in a meditation app. And He's uh, British? I think so. Oh. He's got an accent that's, you know, like something awesome. I don't yeah. know. I, th- I think British. I'm not, sh- I'm not for sure. At any rate. I'm looking it up. You're looking that's it up. Gonna, All right, you look it up good. and I'll, uh, You're I'll right. continue with he this. You're right. He is British. Oh, see, I knew I could, I could tell. I, <laughs> I really had no idea. I knew it was an accent. So I've experimented on and off with meditation. And I do have to say that I definitely notice the difference when I meditate regularly. It helps me to feel calmer in general. But I think even more important than that, I feel more clear and less reactive. So the way that I like to describe it is that I feel like there's a greater distance between stimulus and response. So that distance is increased. So instead of reacting to events or people or circumstances in a way that potentially might not be productive or kind, I have a better ability to respond to events in a more productive way. And I find that that is true the more that I meditate regularly. So there's something really important about adding this habit. And I'm excited to get back to it because it's been a while since I've done it regularly. So what what has your experience been when you've meditated regularly, Jenny? I completely resonate with what you just said. I um, I was looking at the, because, you know, because we have this challenge, I was looking at the Calm app. The Calm app is one that I used to use very regularly. And for me, the, um, I, I have fallen out of, of this habit a little bit. So I'm super jazzed to get back into it. But I experienced such a difference in my life in terms of like my general ability to deal um, with things. And like you say, putting that distance between stimulus and response, um, I I was kind of phrased it in my head as, you know, it made me able to just say, isn't that interesting instead of reacting like it, it really does kind of make you stop and reflect. You can access that ability to stop and reflect rather than react. So I thought it was great. And I, I mean, really 10 minutes a day, not a big deal and quite a return on an investment for 10 minutes a day. 
I think it's an awesome thing to do. I agree. What do you have to lose? And also just to tie in the 10 minutes a day, we, we like to talk about pairing certain habits with other things that you're doing regularly or something that's already locked in, a trigger that you already have. So that when I was meditating regularly, my routine was I would come out into the kitchen, I would push the button on my coffee maker, and it takes probably seven to 10 minutes to for the coffee to brew. So then I would sit down on the couch and I would start my Headspace app and I would oh, meditate for the 10 minutes while the coffee was brewing. And the cool part is, is in this app, and I'm not sure if all the apps do this, but I know in Headspace often, especially when you're coming into meditation, coming out of meditation, they'll have you sort of really tune into some senses, like what do you hear? around you and what do you smell oh. so I'm I'm oh. smelling the coffee brewing and sort of getting a sense of hearing the percolation of the coffee so it helped me to really be mindful and stay in the moment too so there's there, there's something about that that I'm going to get back to because those two things pair well together and I certainly know that I'm not going to miss my coffee so what have you been doing during that time now usually actually interestingly enough usually I would take that time to go and make my bed <laughs> which is what our last month's challenge was, was making the bed and flossing teeth and drinking more water. So I, I'm not sure how I'll switch that up. I'll probably maybe go and make the bed first and then go to the kitchen and press the coffee maker. Cause what a great use of that time while your coffee is brewing. That's so fantastic. And then you have that little, you know, the reward of the coffee after to look forward to. And like, what a nice calm thing, like after you've meditated to really, I would think you'd then enjoy the coffee that much more even. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm excited. Let's get started. Awesome. This is so great. I'm so relieved that we're doing this one because this is one that I need to get back on top of. Well, I think everybody can use it. We're sort of so overstimulated in general as a society. It's probably a good a good thing for everybody to partake in. So let's get yes. after it all together. So speaking of which, it's the beginning of a new month and a new challenge which also means it's time to announce the book that we will be reading this month that is related to our theme and that we will discuss in week three or four. Yeah, week three Uh, or four. It depends on the month. And I think this month of August has five weeks, so it's probably going to be week four. I turn around here and look at my calendar. You are correct. Yes, there are five. Okay. So if you get after it today, if you order this book now or get it from the library now, you'll have four weeks to read it and get ready for this book report. Yes. Or listen to it. Yeah. We can do it on an audio book. Yeah. So the book that we're talking about 10% is... 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Nice. Tell, tell me what your that... thoughts are on this book. Well, I like Dan Harris. I have, I think that this is another one of those books that I've listened to, but now I'm reading the book book as I'll call it. Um, I listened to this, I think when I was still commuting to work, uh, when I still uh, worked at my prior job and had a a longer drive. And I, I really liked it because the thing I think that's really cool about this book is it is a good book for people who are maybe a little skeptical about meditation and are like, really like, okay, what is the point of this? Dan Harris gives an awesome account of how he came to um, begin to meditate and the impact that it had on his life. He has a very interesting story. Um, he is a newscaster. Some of you might be familiar with him. And he's one of those people like you may think you haven't heard of him and then you see him. Um, like he say looks he's, familiar. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that 
that guy. So he's got a very interesting story. Uh, and I, I think you'll find it interesting. And he, he really breaks it down. He's a really practical person. I know some people feel like talk about meditation is too airy fairy pie in the sky. Dan Harris. Yeah, he's a reporter. He's a, an investigative reporter. So, and he's worked in like war zones. So he really, number one, he probably is dealing with some post-traumatic stress from certain things, but yeah. also approaches it via that reporter skeptic kind of, uh, perspective. And it's helpful for anybody who's coming to meditation, feeling that way. Like what's this, like you said, woohoo, airy fairiness. Yeah. And he, I mean, he has a, a follow-up to this book and I think it's like, meditation for fidgety skeptics or something. Like oh, seriously? I didn't know about like that it's one. It's very descriptive of, of exactly kind of the way he talks about meditation. So I really like that about him. So 10% yeah, I think this will be Yeah, this will be a good book. So 10% Happier by Dan Harris. For everything we've mentioned in this episode, as always, check out the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast if you need to get a link to, to find out the exact details about the book or anything else we talk about in this episode. Another book that we're going to talk about potentially is a book called How to Train a Wild Elephant by Jan Chosen Bays. And I do want to say, Jenny, that this book, I don't think we have to read the whole book, but I've been reading it. Just I just got started. And it, the way that she does this book is she's helping people to increase mindfulness in their life every week. So she has exercises oh. that you can practice every week. So I think what we might do starting next week is we'll choose one of the exercises and then we'll encourage each other and our listeners to practice this mindfulness exercise each week through our whole month because cool. it's awesome. So a good, a good example, and maybe this is one we can start with next week, we'll kind of revisit it, is um, she wants people to take on the beginner's mind by using your non-dominant hand to do things Oof. that you'd use your dominant hand to do regularly, like brushing your teeth or oh. um, like writing a note or uh, maybe eating your food with the opposite hand. And it, it really pulls you back into beginner's mind. So I haven't tried this yet. So maybe I'll wait and we'll get started on that one next week. And then that's just one example. But she has, I think there's about 50. You can go for a whole year doing these mindfulness exercises in this book. And it's super cool. So we may actually uh, incorporate some of these mindfulness exercises even after we're finished with this month of meditation and mindfulness. Because I kind of feel like mindfulness is one of those things that we all need more of. Great. Now it's time for a segment that we like to call, Who Are You Anyway? And this is the segment where we encourage you to reflect on a question or a concept to know yourself a bit better, which will hopefully be a good aid as you take on new habits. This week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, is there an area of your life where you feel out of control or especially in control? For me, the area where I'm feeling out of control lately uh, that fits nicely with this mindfulness theme is with my smartphone device. So I'm super guilty of scrolling mindlessly through Instagram and Facebook, especially before bed. And I know this is something that's not helpful. It makes my brain spin. It makes me feel yucky, like I've gone into a time warp and all of a sudden I've lost a whole bunch of time and it doesn't make me feel good afterwards. So there's like this dopamine fix in your brain where you're like, you feel like you need it. And then afterwards you just feel crappy. Yeah. So I definitely want to be more mindful and gain some more control over this particular bad habit. And since I've mentioned it out loud here, I now have some external accountability to leave my phone in the other room and I'm going to read a book book. So I'll read one of our books for this month. 
Good on you. So that, yeah, I get two tasks out of that. Less mindless scroll and more reading. Yeah. Oof. So I would say for me, an area of our life I feel out of control or especially in control. I think, I mean, you and I were having an interesting conversation last week or the week before when you were over to my house and we were talking about stuff and it was a bit of an eye opener. Um, I think because, you know, if you're not like, if you're, you're kind of just in your house and you're used to the way it is, um, you know, you illuminated to me that, uh, you know, about how the stuff was under control at my house. And I think I don't notice it as much because I kind of live that way. And I've, you know, we've talked about the men's game and I've now gone through it twice and, you know, you end up getting rid of a lot of stuff and I do it out of laziness. I like to not have a lot of stuff because I don't like picking things up and I don't like cleaning. And so it makes it easier to stay clean. So I would say in terms of my physical environment, I'm fairly on top of that. But I would say an area of my life I am out of control in would be physical exercise. Oh my gosh. I would say my physical exercise and kind of health management, it's brutal. I, and I, I mean, and that said, I've never been great, but last year and the year before I had started to put some good habits into place. And I was actually, I had like a little routine. I had like a little 10 minute kind of floor exercises, like some stretching and some little strengthening exercises that I was doing. And I would do them in the evening. Um, if my husband was watching TV, I would kind of, you know, uh, be on the rug in there and I would do my exercises while we're watching TV. It was very easy to fit in. And then he usually does lifts weights in the basement in the evenings. We have a home gym set up and I was going down there. I was lifting a little bit of weights and I actually noticed a difference. Like I actually was toning and I could feel myself getting stronger. And then it just kind of went off as, uh, as things got busy over, I want to say, I think over the Christmas break. So that's one thing that I'd say I like to get that under control because I think that that's so important, especially as we age. I'm 37. I look at myself as I'm getting older and I want to, you know, build some muscle tone and keep it as I age to ensure that I'm not, uh, you know, whittling away to, to not being strong. Like I want to be able to, to keep you wanna that. You want to avoid uh, being taken away to the extended care health facility, Right. Right. Which I think probably is a good goal for everybody. If you can like be independent and strong and uh, healthy in life, like all the way up until like you just like are 99 and don't wake up one day. Perfect. Let's get after that. Yes, absolutely. And it felt good. Like I, it, it felt good. And it was, I think it's a good like stress release as well to do that. And it's, it's good to kind of feel like you've used your body up at the end of the day and, uh, kind of physically tired yourself out. Awesome. And can I also add that, uh, you sort of downplayed the stuff in your world. When I was at your house, it, it's, it feels so good. It's so calm. It's so everything is in its place. There really is something to what our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin likes to call outer order equals inner calm. I feel it when I'm at your house and it it's an inspiration for me to get my stuff more under control as well, which I've started to do. We played, I played the men's game this, this May and John and I got rid of 992 things in a month, which was fantastic. And as I've stated, I felt like the house was levitating afterwards. So there's something to it. So that's another thing that we can mindfully choose to 
uh, pay attention to the, the stuff that's around us has an effect on our everything. Absolutely. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, whether we realize it or not, we are very impacted by our surroundings. And, uh, I mean, I, I completely know that about myself. I mean, we are currently, we had a little ant situation in our kitchen and had to move everything out of our pantry. And, oh my gosh, I, (laughs) it has turned my world upside down because everything that is usually like stored away nicely is now out in our dining area. And every time I walk in, it's just such a reminder that like things aren't kind of settled. Right. So there's yeah. some there's some learning there. There is. It was kind of like, ooh, I think I needed this to happen. I needed to shine a little light on this part of my personality. <laughs> like, ooh, what can I learn from this? Oh, you got it, girl. Now it's time. We are going to tris- transition here to what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about the podcast we've been listening to and enjoying or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we've found and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we've pulled from the zeitgeist that we are loving, that we are finding useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. For me, this week, I have been inspired by you, Jenny, once again. And uh, this week, like last week, my dig-in is beverage-related. So uh, when we were at your place and we were talking about outer order equals intercom, you made us this lovely tea, and the tea was in a glass teapot that had an infuser built into it. So I loved it so much that I bought myself one, and it has encouraged me to drink more tea, which helps me get more fluid in, which is awesome. And... uh, I really love the idea of less going back to the kettle. It's sitting on my desk, just sitting on a trivet, and uh, I have lots of tea. I'm going to link to an option of this kind of teapot in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. And I think, too, like we did, we had a little bit of a fancy tea party situation going on, which was nice. We it had was nice. a little teapot on a little tray with our mugs, and it was nice. It made it, you know, I think when we're sitting and we're doing our podcast stuff. It's nice. It makes it feel like a little treat. And how great was it? Like a complete zero waste situation because we had loose leaf tea that I, um, that I had got locally here. I mean, you could even go next level and buy it. I'm sure with your own container. Um, I know bulk barn has options like that. You could maybe even do that at David's tea, which is great. The only thing I will say if people are interested in getting one of these teapots, and I don't know what you think about this, but well, I, we and I should say we have the same glass teapot, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't keep the tea hot because it's not like it's not one that like seals shut, which is fine for us because we can get through that tea pretty quick. That pot of tea, it doesn't take us long. I'd say there's what maybe two two and a half cups for each of us in that. Yeah, so it, it went very fast. And yeah. even I, um, since then I've had a whole pot of it myself and I was fine. It was still hot. Okay. Enough. All right. So I, I agree with you though, that if you are somebody who is sipping away at your tea and you want it to be hot, hot, there's probably other options where the, the teapot will have the same benefit of the infuser built in, but you can probably get it to seal. So it'll stay warm. And you know, one other thing that I do with mine that you might enjoy, and I don't know, maybe you already do this, but I will make a pot of tea uh, in that. And then like, I will let it sit for, I don't know, an hour in with the tea in it. And then I will pour it into a pitcher 
And then, so whatever room is left, I will fill that with ice. Cool. And then make, and then it's iced tea and I'll add maybe a little honey, a little lemon. And it, it's great. You have a little iced tea, which is nice in the summer. Yeah, definitely. And you're still using that teapot. Um, it's a, it's a great option. Cool. What are you digging this week, Jenny? I'm digging a beverage as well. I'm digging something that, um, I mean, okay. So I'll preface this with, I really like sparkling water. Um, I started drinking sparkling water a while after I stopped drinking the diet Pepsi. And I still kind of like that idea of something with a little bubbly in it. Um, and I can't even remember how I got onto it, but anyhow, I decided to start drinking some sparkling water and I started with the flavored ones. And so I would get that like the, um, the cases of the cans of flavored sparkling water. And then I really started to like the, um, the, the glass bottles of San Pellegrino from Costco and I was buying those. Um, but I mean, as this relates to (laughs) my lack of physical exercise, those cases of 12 bottles are heavy. And I was getting frustrated because it's like, I really want to drink a lot of it, but it's also a lot of, you know, uh, schlepping it in the case. And then your, you know, your recycle bins full. It just seemed like a lot of stuff. And so I decided to, um, just do it after I was going to get one of the machines to make my own sparkling water, uh, a soda stream machine. And the reason why I decided to do this was we were staying at an Airbnb in North Vancouver and there was one at the Airbnb. And so I used it and was absolutely delighted with it that I could just have sparkling water on demand and you can flavor it. You can do anything you want. Um, but you can just literally take water put it in the machine and it adds the carbonation. How fantastic. And what you do is you just exchange the cartridges that have the carbonation, like the, the little t- tank, do you call it? Like, I know you have a soda stream as well, yeah, right? I would call it a carbon dioxide cartridge. There you go. So you can just go in and you exchange those and you, you pay for a new cartridge. Um, and it's, I mean, it's certainly more economical. I, I like to think that it's some, you know, it's less waste. So that's great because there's not, you know, if you're buying like the plastic bottles, like there's less plastic, like, and it's convenient and awesome because it doesn't even plug in. It's, and it's quite lovely. Like it, it's a nice looking appliance as well. And like say, you don't have to plug it in. It's easy to use. So I'm digging the soda soda stream. Awesome. I dig it too. It's great. It's time for You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. I've got the win this week, and my win relates to my 18 for 18 that I created back in January. And that's a list of 18 goals that I want to complete in 2018. One of my goals was to finish decorating our bedchamber. I love that you call it that. It's just a fun thing to call it. Uh, So we got new bedroom furniture last summer and a new mattress, which are both amazing. It's the first furniture that we've ever purchased brand new, uh, which makes both John and I feel like real adults. Uh, The bed is a king size bed, which is so awesome. And the mattress is an ND, which both of us are really loving. And, uh, after we got all this new furniture, 
it's been a year and I don't have anything on the walls. They've been mostly bare after we got that acquisition of the new furniture. And so the walls were in need of artwork. I needed some hooks. I needed curtains. I had a blind, but I needed some curtains. I just needed finishing touches. So this goal goes along with a major theme for me in 2018, which I mentioned before, which is uh, what my online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin likes to talk about a lot. And she says that outer order equals intercom. And I believe this definitely. So for my birthday in July, I made a request of my handyman, John, to help me get going on it. And I got it done. And when I say I got it done, he got it done (laughs) under my direction, under my direction. So we got some hooks up. We got some really cool prints above our bed uh, and we got new curtains and the whole space feels complete and comfortable. And it really does help me to feel more calm. So uh, if anybody wants to see my whole list of 18 for 18, I'll include it in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And I will include some pictures of uh, the prints and the decorating that we did in the bed chamber as well. It looks awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. Thanks, Jenny. It looks really, really good. Well done. What's your learn this week, Miss Jenny? So my learn, I would say kind of relates to last week. I was talking last week about how, um, my work situation has been quite busy and life was kind of thrown off and my usual habits of say making my green juice at night were thrown off. Um, I mean that, that has continued. Things have just been, been a bit busy and, Um, I think I've learned that, you know, like things really do like the kind of regular habits that you might have, they can get thrown off and you need to be able to modify those habits. Um, I really got the sense as I was in that and those habits were harder to keep up that it reminded me that those habits, they are more important than ever in those busy times. Um, there's, you know, the, the saying about if you don't have meta, you know, do you have if you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, then take 20 or I don't, you, you know, that. Yeah, it's like that cartoon with the Buddha and the Buddha says something like, if you don't, if you say you're too busy to meditate for 10 minutes, then you should meditate for an hour. Yes, that's it. And, and I, gosh, that is so true. Like I really realized that it's not for all like the time in your life that everything's just going well and everything's so, um, you've got it all locked in. It's those challenging times is when they are so important, you know, that, phrasing of it being the invisible architecture is so true. And that's when you need to double down on those uh, habits to make sure that things in your life do stay on track and that you keep your priorities, uh, you know, in check and, and you're taking care of yourself and habits are a great way to do that. So that's what I learned. I learned that in those, in those times when it feels harder to keep up your good habits, that is the time to double down. I think that that sounds awesome. And it's a good segue into let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week, which uh, is when we're going to get into the trenches of mindfulness and meditation. We're working on the habit of meditating for 10 minutes each day, as well as being more present, aware and intentional in the way we move through our lives. I hope that you're going to play along with us. Next week, we'll check in with each other and with you to see how everyone is doing with this new habit. And I'm sure Peggy and I will geek out on some more meditation research and stories to keep you motivated to mindfully stay in the moment. 
And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if there's an area of your life in which you feel out of control or specially in control. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us if you haven't already. It really helps other people to find the podcast so we can help as many people as possible to create new healthy habits. We would love to connect on the socials. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone and Jenny is on Twitter at Jay Kouse. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Breathe in the crazy and out the calm.